Sarge Ventress and the fellas on Rule the Galaxy. Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans. It is Joe in the pilot seat of uh, episode 244 of the Rule the Galaxy podcast. We are live on YouTube. I think we're live on X or Twitter, whichever one you want to call it. Um, And this will be released as a podcast here in the next day or so. But again, it's chapter 244 of Rule the Galaxy, and obviously we have plenty to talk about because we just had a nice little Bad Batch sneak preview to all of us, which was shocking. It sent uh, shockwaves throughout the uh, social media world, and uh, we have a special guest here tonight, so that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, We are really excited to have uh, 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 just somebody we we all think does great voice work and and one of our favorite characters in Star Wars. So we're excited about that. But I'll, before we get to our special guest, uh, we'll start around the clock here and we'll start with D Doc. How are you, young man? Ho- hopefully you're doing well. I'm doing doing good. A little bit of craziness. I have a lot of projects going on, and I decided to start renovating my own bathroom at my house, as you as you've probably seen on uh, Instagram. So. I keep telling people like, yeah, I'm going to do this and that. And then stuff comes up with the kids or whatever. And then I'm just like, oh, man, I don't want people to think I'm lying on these uh, <laughs> stories. But, you know, that's life. So I have a uh, destroyed bathroom in my hallway right now. But it's fun. Things are going hey, good. And hopefully, hopefully by the time I get there in March, you know, D-Doc, uh, I'll be able to check out the bathroom all refreshed and new. Uh, for everybody who's listening, maybe for the first time or whatever, most of us are in Indianapolis. D-Doc's out in the Philly area, but I've already reached out to him about maybe heading out there and visiting uh, coming in March. So uh, I'll get to see the bathroom. Hopefully you'll have it done by then, right? It's January. We'll yes. have it done by March. Okay. I see Brent's in here, so I'm going to hey. rearrange everybody on the screen. Don't mind me. No worries. Hey, while Brent's warming up, we'll go to my cousin, Alfie. Oh, Alfie, how are you, brother? Doing good. Uh Trying to survive this crazy weather we're having right now. It was an adventurous drive home. I had to work late, so all that fog in the dark. But uh, just happy to be here. Ready to talk some yeah. Star Wars. Fog is Among terrible. other things. <laughs> and other things. Fog is terrible right now in Indiana. So be careful out there on the roadways, everybody. The last one of our main crew just popped in here. Our good friend Brent, who's working on his Star Wars Legions. Uh, Geonosian right there, it looks like. Uh, Brent, how are you, sir? Is that Poggle so, the Lesser? That is Poggle the Lesser. I figured you would pull that one out of your pocket. So <laughs> this one is Sung Fok. Sung so Fok, yeah. Uh, Sorry. So it, it's excuse me? <laughs> it's F-A-C. Right, right. I mean, it's not It's not like flicking your big, but so, and then this is, uh, this is the, um, it's like the big weapon guy, heavy weapon guy. Anyway, these have been the death of me for the last week. Uh, they were released. Um, so, oh, and then also I, I can't, um, 
I can't because we have somebody here. Here is another one that I have painted up as well. Very uh, nice. I, I had to pull well, that out. She's well, so for, <laughs> for our YouTube fans who are watching right now, Brent yeah. was showing the uh, the famous Assange Ventress, and we might as well just get to it. We were lucky enough. Um, it just worked out timing-wise with everything going on that uh, Miss Nika Futterman, who plays the voice on Clone Wars and now Bad Batch and other things, the Clone Wars movie, all that stuff, uh, of a size of interest and so many other voices. Nika, thank you. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. I Because we don't have weather in Los Angeles, so I don't have to deal with all that stuff that you guys have. <laughs> all that drama. There's yeah. No, you know, we actually, no, we've had a little bit of rain, which is kind of nice. But besides that, there, there's no weather here. It's just sunny. Don't you yeah, get the winds? Don't, don't the winds mess with you? The Santa Anita or the Santa Ana? Kind of, but not really. That's just sort okay. of like, oh, the trees, the trees are, and where I live, there are lots of trees. So yeah, but you know, nothing like, nothing to worry about, you know. You know, uh, it's, um, what's that song? It never rains in Southern California. Oh, I was hoping <laughs> we were getting a song tonight. And here we are. We got a song already. Mark that yeah. one off my bingo card. So we've also gone from, just to give you the extremes, we went from about one degrees Fahrenheit um, on last Monday to now thick fog where you can't see past a quarter mile this Thursday. So, so yeah. we've, had, we, we've had a, we've had a, a roller coaster of the weather. Yeah. It's been like, what, a 60 degree temperature Basically. change? Yeah. Um, so, so Miss Nika, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball to start us off here. Before we get into any Star Wars talk, I I, I was blown away. Um, I was talking to Steve Glosson, which, by the way, happy birthday today to Mister Steve Glosson. He runs a podcast called Geek Out Loud, and he's just a great guy. But um, he uh, he's celebrating his birthday today. I Alfie, he's the same age as you. So, um, really? yeah, but. We were talking about it. So and, mid-30s uh, then. Yeah, mid-30s. Um, ah! and, and so I said, hey, uh, Nika Futterman is going to be on Rule the Galaxy. And his first comment was, you mean the Give It To Me Baby Girl from uh, the Offspring song, Pretty Fly for a White Guy? And I said, what? I forgot. How did you get into that role? What was that all about to get that, that part of that song? Isn't that, you know... People always ask me that. It, it was a while ago. It was back when I was young. <laughs> and and I always try to remember exactly how that came about. Because at that time, I was definitely sort of like more in the music scene and trying to be a rock star and all that kind of stuff. So I was trying to remember if it was just through like a friend of a friend of a friend. I know it was just... Somebody, whoever it was, said to me, oh, my friends are doing the song and I think you should do the background for the song. And, you know, they, they were like, come and just, you know, hang out with us in the studio. And I was like, okay, cool. And uh, I went and, you know, had a great time with these dudes. And it was really fun. They're like, you know, you can do, because I had moved from New York, you know, and it was like, at the time I was doing like, you know, lots, of, I mean, Rosie Perez became famous for being sort of like the New York 
Puerto Rican chick, but I was like, that's everybody I grew up with. So everybody sounds like that, you know? They're like, we kind of want a little something like that. I was like, yeah, I can do that for you. And uh, I had no idea who they were. I'd, I wasn't enough, you know, like I, I didn't even know who they were. I didn't even know who the band was. And wow. uh, turns out it turned out to be, you know, a song that people remember. <laughs> <laughs> My but kids, it, I mean, yeah, my kids love that song. So yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> like, I, 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 I just thought it was so funny because I was like, "This is crazy that you know people are like, what, you know?" Because you know, I mean, they were a pretty huge band, and the song, as they, oh, as yeah. the person, it went viral. If there, there was, <laughs> you know, and so I was like, "Yeah, this is funny." So it was pretty funny that you know. I just hung out with these guys, you know, it was like late into the night. We were just having fun in the studio and, you know, wow, it was, it was super chill and they were really nice. And yeah. So it was basically, I just sort of like, someone just said to me, yeah, it can be good doing this. And basically that's what happened, which is like a lot of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just see um, shit. <laughs> you're, you're good you're good there's there's no there's no fcc stuff here you're good oh, so. is it after dark is it an after it's dark episode an after dark episode yeah oh, yeah yeah absolutely um, so uh before i get to the other hosts the, I, I popped this up here kids incorporated michael nip one of our listeners you were you did some kids incorporated work uh did i I don't know. That's what he said. So I, I will, I, Michael, send us, send us more info. Collaborate. <laughs> um, yeah. Let us like know. What we're... So, you know, pre-show is like, I hope I can answer some questions because I've had a long career and, you know, it's like people ask me questions. You're like, you know, I remember when you did blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's see. There's many times I have to go look it up myself because I have no idea. And then, and I never watch anything I do. Really? Never. So I actually literally have to go look it up and go. And sometimes I'll be like, "Whoa, that's pretty good." And other times I'm like, "Ooh, he." Is that because you don't want to? Like, are you the type that when you hear your voice, you have like the the fingernails on chalkboards moment, or like why do you do selectively avoid it? Why do you not check out what you do? That's a really good question because I, I I I should have a good answer for this. Um. But I think it has something to do with the reason why I got into voiceover in the first place, which is like, you know, it's, it's not like regular acting actors, you know, you don't have to like, you can do have a, a, a career and nobody knows who you are. You can be a regular person and, you know, you can like sort of be free of the ego stuff. And, and I think that I, I think always what, because I originally, when I started off my career, I was, you know, wanting to be an on camera actor person and um i think what i loved about voiceover is that you know like i could do it and i could leave and be a regular person and i don't really as you know the reason why i haven't done so many of like these things or why i'm usually hiding under a rock is because i don't really love talking about myself or i don't really love you know what i mean i, I like uh i feel really weird when it comes to like being like hey i am blah blah blah, blah. so i think I, even when i was a kid when i would do when i would do plays in school i would like jet out the back doors instead of going up and getting all the athletes from everybody or the booze whatever they were going to be i was just like <laughs> i don't want to know if it's good or bad and i, I just have been that way my whole entire life 
Go so ahead, Brent. Going going to like the high school days and getting into acting, because um, you said you wanted to be an onstage actor, and I did some watch some other stuff. Yeah. Um, and have voices always been a part? Like, did you enjoy taking on random crazy characters as you were doing it? And then I do have another question for you to follows up that. So, what was yeah. it about acting? What was it about acting that you enjoyed, like high school days, younger days, yeah, that well, made you want to go that way? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I thought originally, like when I was younger, I thought the, tra the trajectory of my life was going to be, you know, like I wanted to do Saturday Night Live, Mad TV. I thought I was because I was always doing character stuff. Mm -hmm. But I had no idea that voiceover existed. Like, I didn't know people right. did that for a living. I was like, whoa, you know, when it sort of, you know, I fell into it. I, I was like, whoa, this is great. <laughs> so I also do something in my high school. So I'm, a, I'm an educator. So I'm in schools all the time. So I coach, I coach speech so or forensics. Yeah. Which, do you know of forensics in speech? Or have you, like, it's... The best way for me to explain it is it's competitive acting. Wow. So you you take uh, a monologue, you take a piece, and then it's it's not unheard of for a kid to take on six or seven different voices within and character like mannerisms and take over like embody three or four different people wow. to try to portray it. So it's like it's just like people who are doing the reading. Um, like the auto, like if you listen to audible people and people that do like that kind of very, yeah. uh, narration. So it is basically character acting. It is like voiceover work, but it's like a way to take the words and make them alive. That's right? so cool. They didn't so, have yeah, that. So yeah. You didn't know anything about that? Okay. I was I just curious because. That. That's really cool. <laughs> right. So it's a way for people who are coming up with voices and creative to try to come up with those. In, in, in high school. So I just didn't know if you had anything connected to it. No, I had nothing to connect to it. And I love that because I think part of what makes a lot of kids scared to get into any kind of, you know, to, to head their life in that direction is because they don't feel secure enough in, in doing it. Or maybe their family said, no, don't do that. You need to go get a regular job or whatever. If a lot of kids had that opportunity that they have now to mm -hmm to work on their skills in that way. I mean, I think that's incredible. Um, I just was always naturally a freak. And so like, <laughs> like even when people weren't paying me, I was like, you know, uh, I was just imitating people anyway. So I just couldn't help myself. Um, so when I was in school, it was kind of like, you know, I was one of those lucky people that from the time I was little, 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 I knew what I wanted to do in my life. I knew I wanted to be a performer. I just wasn't, I knew also at the same time that that I had this like weird shyness, which I think a lot of performers do. You know, you meet them in real life and they're like, you know, not exactly. I mean, I love mm -hmm. the one-on-one -on -one with people. I love humans, but I just mean, you know, when you see someone or imagine that all performers are gonna be like larger than life when you meet them. <laughs> you know, a lot of times they're like super shy or, you know. So anyway. Uh, D no, you're good. D-Doc, Alfie, I'll let one of you guys go next or I'll monopolize and ask a hundred questions. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> Alfie, do you got one uh, cooked up, ready to go? No, I wanted to hear Brent's follow-up question. So that was the high school was using the forensics was kind of the follow-up question. Okay. But even with that, even with that, so like going into voices, I've always been fascinated because we've talked to a couple of voiceover uh, actors 
uh, Mark Thompson. And then we also had Jonathan Davis, who they've done uh, the Audible books and stuff like that. Um, what is your process? So somebody comes at, comes at you with a character. Like you're yeah. sitting down. You probably have a character right now. Like what is your process to finding the voice? Because we're all Star Wars people. And I think everybody in here will hear your Asajj voice and like know. Like, so how did you come up with the voice for her? Or any character, like what is your process? Well, you know, um, I guess every character is different, but I, I do have to say this, that I don't really have a process. I would say that something magical comes from the universe. <laughs> and just, just- I believe I'm it, like, like, I get it. What it is, universe. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, so, but what happens is like, usually what happens is when you are auditioning for a part, you know, sometimes you'll just get sides, you know, the, the, the script, a piece of the script, and they'll give you a description of the character. Sometimes it's super descriptive. Sometimes it's hardly descriptive. It's like, you know, uh, older, sophisticated woman or, you know, like yellow Tweety bird. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. But um, sometimes they'll give you a picture. Sometimes they don't. And um, sometimes, you know, like weirdly, you know, like where you get the most descriptive stuff is in video games. It's like people who create video games come up with this whole, you know, universe. And then every character that they come up with in their mind, I mean, it's like uber geekdom, you know, it's like all fleshed out. And so a lot of times I find like with video games, I could come up with voices based on like the, you know, just the everything that they give to you when they describe it. Um, I never, I don't like to go and, well, like with the Saj, I mean, there was just something, I can't even remember. I don't even remember if I got a picture. I never saw the three minute shorts. Mm -hmm. uh, I never saw anything. I had no idea about this character. So I thought I was just, creating her completely from nothing, which is what I have done with most of my characters, unless I'm repeating something like a Catwoman or blah, blah, blah. In which case, I still don't like to listen to what other people have done. But with Asajj, I, 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 you know, of course, obviously in the Star Wars, you know, like Dave Filoni and everything, you know, he had everything like fleshed out in his you know, head, but there was, still wasn't a lot of stuff that had kind of been created about her yet. So I got to kind of like, and then they, you know, as time went on, we kind of like made her more, um, made her story more intricate and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, something happened to me with her where I just felt like she was this like badass, but she had this, you, you know, this, this, she was both street savvy, but also sophisticated in her way, you know, and you know, when she started off, you know, it's like, you know, obviously the stuff that could just be purely evil. And then I don't know why I just gave her, you know, this sort of like voice that seemed to be like <laughs> it could be evil. I don't know. Just something happened in that way, you know? And and then I think I'll I, well, I was gonna say, yeah. I think I'll speak to everybody that I, I think that we rather enjoy the mm -hmm. rasp. Um yeah. and, and that's very uh, nice. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a pleasing sound for some of us. <laughs> it's it, it's very it's a very cool voice, but I think the the witty 
you know, repartee and the banter that she does with that evil voice, yeah. I think is one of the coolest things. I think, you know, James Arnold Taylor did such a great job with Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it was really working well when he would play those back and forth to you and, and you yeah. would come back with those snippy comments in that voice. I think those that made the character, the voice made the character, I would say. Well, so, I mean, James is so incredible. And I, I, I think that, you know, there, there's like, a, in many ways, I felt like just coming from the era of stuff that we came from, James and I, you know, like we, you, there was still this sort of like old school, like, you know, like old movie style, like old bad guy, old, you know, and also mixed with sort of like the, because I think Star Wars came up that way. They were all, all they use so many English actors and so many. And so there's this like sophistication in a way that brings the whole unit, like the universe is about so many different places and spaces. So the, you know, the voices have so much, uh, history and they could be geographically from anywhere and so and then she comes from this sort of like witchy background you know what i mean mm -hmm. um you know with all of her sisters and the mother thousands, <laughs> you know, so, so you know so so it just sort of like evolved into that kind of fun thing and also you know in the beginning it was sort of like she was just in a way you know, more bad guys. So it just, it just seemed like in the, I guess maybe in the, in the star Wars universe, just that a lot of the bad guys had this sort of like very, you know, almost Shakespearean mm -hmm. vibration. And maybe that's what, you know, happened where now it's funny, you know, in this more modern era of star Wars, there's so much more just like people who just talk normally <laughs> you know? or like, you know, I, I think you're right on that. That's something that we we haven't really discussed as a group here, guys. Is Star Wars from the prequels in the original trilogy and that era had a different tenor to the voices for the most part. No, it was British. Like, the, I mean, it was yeah. legit. I mean, so when you go to Galaxy's Edge, like they all have this like <laughs> British accent when you get on. Like, there's like this hint of yeah. British accent. Anyway. Well, right. what sounds better, a guy just saying "I hate the sand" or a guy saying "I hate the sand." You know, like he's, like when he's very passionate about it, you know, it's like it, it makes it it makes it much better. You know what I mean? It's like, he's on that, you know, but yeah, you know, um, that's crazy. It's just funny how, you know, things evolve and, you know, and and and, you know, just depending on what's happening in the entertainment world sometimes things become a little more street or whatever <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean yep and so I'm going to monopolize this because I have one more follow-up to that follow-up to all yeah. those questions but like so we talked about the Ventress and creating the Ventress yeah um I if I'm not mistaken there's been a time away from Ventress so yeah and and it sounds like because you'll just jump into <laughs> voices all over the place like I mean which is like yeah. they just kind of live in you right I mean they just kind of yeah. come out they live in you yeah. How hard is it to jump back in when you've had such a break? Like, because you've created this voice, you haven't done this voice. Now you're going to have to do this voice again. And I, I spoiler alert to anybody that's watched trailers, the voice is going to be used again real soon. Yeah. Well, I guess um, 
I'm not allowed to give away that much, but you know, I, I didn't want you to give any. I didn't no, want no, to no. give any. I, was, oh, I know you. I know you guys. Are, I, <laughs> okay, I, that wasn't the point. Was like you heard it. You heard the voice. I want to say, <laughs> no. Um, I'll I'll put it this way. Let's see if I can. Let me just say that the, I I can explain it this way. Um, <laughs> let's just say that this is just an appetizer. Oh, well, I like the Seriously? sound of that. Seriously. Wow. I would say that there could be an entree and a dessert. Ooh, nice. Oh. Do not get yourself in trouble, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but but, the, but that, the point is just I was as surprised as everybody else. I was like, yeah, baby. But I didn't know what would come of this. And 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 so it's just a little appetizer. So that sounds the point fantastic. of the question wasn't to try to get that out of you, which is thank you. Um but it was more just like, how do you go back into the voice? Like, you've obviously say, had time. Like, how yeah, do you... and since I don't ever, like I said, watch anything I do, I was right. Like, whoa, whoa, I gotta remember. I gotta remember who this lady is. Now, the <laughs> thing is that when we were, you know, doing Clone Wars and before, you know, everything went to poo, um, and you know, we didn't even finish her story situation, um, and she didn't come back for the new Disney situation um then um she had kind of started to evolve into this different person mm -hmm. so that was also the thing like you know i had to pretend like there was all this time and she was this new person you know and 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 it almost like she almost like evolved even in the way that she speaks so um you know now she's like this you know bounty hunter chick you know that was what she was you know and so it's moving she's moving into a new realm so i just had to sort of remember i should have gone back and watch i, I actually you know i should watch, I should watch. it's good stuff <laughs> it is i should watch it all, and i should also um do it just because you know so i can answer questions when people ask me <laughs> Hey, you know, with, with that growth, and you were talking about that growth development, one of my favorite books that has come out to go along with this was the Dark Disciple book, which was about Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Boss. Yeah. Did, did, did you ever read that book or did anybody ever approach you and say, hey, do you want to do the voice for this book? Um, well, I, I've done, I've done in the last year or something, I don't, I don't think we actually did the no no i don't think anyone asked me about that i did some other stuff it, for the book world okay in, in asajj land and um but lots of people asked me if i read the book lots of people asked me and then people basically just told me what happened in the book and so <laughs> i should have read it anyway um because i heard it's amazing um but it i was really sad because you know she died so i thought Damn, yeah, it's like, did you hear you died in this book? It's like, what does anyone really ever truly? Oh, please. You know what, Nika? My son, before Alfie, you'll be next one second. My son does a lot of impersonations. He's he's an online online comedian. He he impersonates a lot of famous people. And it's funny because three or four of the famous people that he's been known to do have yeah. either 
retired or quit their jobs. So like they're not in the limelight anymore. So he, he comes to me and he's like, dang, I can't do that voice anymore. Cause nobody's talking about them. Right. Or they're, they're old school. So it's, I, I can see if you were told that Asajj died in a book, you're like, well, there goes revenue in the future for me. Right. I mean, there's a job. So, well, you know, it's not even it, you know, I mean, obviously we all like work for money, you know, uh, I wouldn't say, I would say that being in the star Wars world is way more about, um, being part of the world than it is about making me rich. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So sure. I never really thought like, Oh, there goes my life and career or thing. It was more like, you know, I hope I'm part of this, you know, group of incredible people that are so much fun to work with and who, you know, just the whole world. I mean, obviously, I mean, you guys are <laughs> podcast. I mean, Star Wars. I mean, come on, you know, duh. like, you know, being a part of something that's so special and is part of history. You mm -hmm. know, it's like <laughs> it's it's like, boy, did I score. So that that's the part that made me sad. So yeah. what I did was I went to bed every night and I looked up at the universe and I went like this and I said, pretty please with sugar on top, bring me back somehow. <laughs> you might be dead, but is she really? And it worked. <laughs> I love it. Worked. It, it was. Yeah. So, Alfie, yeah. up the up to you, up to you. Okay, uh, going back to the Dark Disciple book, I, yeah. I know you said you didn't read it, but I've read in a few places that before Clone Wars was canceled, that that was going to become part of her story arc. Was there any truth to that, or was anything ever done? You know, it the, it might be true, and and I think that you know, sort of in many ways, going forward, they're kind of kind of they like to incorporate all of it mm -hmm. but the truth is is that in the world of in this world um they're so secretive about everything that even if you're a part of it like i when i'm working on something i'll get the script like right before i do it they don't want anything out they don't want anyone to know so i think that i've heard you know we get little we we kind of hear things after they might have happened so i don't know if that's true all i know is in my current state of dealing with those let's say um in this world um they have talked about how there are they are trying to utilize stuff that's, that's yeah. absolutely awesome we we have uh, as you can didac i'll cut and then you can go after this uh, Michael Knapp, as you see, he's been chiming in a lot, and we love Michael. He's he's a great part of our show. His question to you is, can Nika share any funny Dave Filoni moments during recording sessions from the Clone Wars? Oh, gosh. Do you remember any stories from Filoni? Well, I mean, funny stories. Like, Dave is just, I mean, I can't think of specific stories, but I can tell you what, what is so amazing about Dave is that He's like all of us, like he's just a big, mm -hmm. like this is, this is his life and his passion. And, and, and it was like, he dreamed it and it happened. He, he's a genius guy who thinks in this world and has always since he was young. And 
he's just funny in that way because he's not like, you know, some people I've been in the Hollywood world for, you know, a really long time. And, um, you know, I've worked on a lot of shows and people that are, you know, in the directors who become really successful, you know, they, you know, sometimes they kind of change, you know, as they mm-hmm. get, and as long as I've known Dave and he reminded me recently, it's been, you know, like 20 years or something. <laughs> um, he's the same dude. So what's funny about him is that he spends much of sessions. Uh, well, first of all, anytime you do a scene, he spends like an hour describing what's going on. And he's just like, okay, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And he's like, well, you know, so then like, you know, so that gets pretty funny because, you know, and then he goes off on some tangent. So that's every single time. But the funny, what I find really funny and cute and sweet about him is that he is very obsessed with Godzilla. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He talks about Godzilla a lot and about his Godzilla collection and his, his action figures and all the things that he collects. And he also plays Pokemon. So really, so he's one of us, is what you're telling me. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's legit one of the guys on the podcast. He's legit, legit, <clears throat> and I think gotcha. it's very funny and very cute. And I know those aren't specific stories, but it's just no. Like, it, it, but we, <clears throat> look, most of the time, when I do a voiceover session, and um, I can get like a, a like an episode done in let's say ten minutes. A lot of times I record by myself, but let's just say I'm with a, a, a whole cast or something. Maybe we'll get an episode done in like 30 minutes. But with Dave, it's like four hours. Because <laughs> 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 he's like, oh, you didn't know Godzilla? And then he'll talk about that. So that's what's funny about Dave is that he's a pure, true geek brother. Well, we're going to go to D-Doc next, but before we do, just remind yourself that I'm a big Pittsburgh fan. Filoni's a big Pittsburgh fan. Yeah. You tell him next time you talk to him, he's more than welcome on here. We'll have him on anytime he wants. <laughs> so, D-Doc, it's up to you. Yeah, I mean, I just actually thought of a different question while you were talking. Um, I know that <clears throat> from seeing some stuff from people who do audiobooks and voiceovers, things changed yeah. during COVID where people were recording at home uh, as opposed to in-studio. Are are you going like ha, has any of that stuff changed as things have kind of gotten back to normal? Are you still going to studio and being around like other people in the cast or like like how like if you're recording for Asajj, are you there with other voice actors at the same time? Is that is it kind of a group effort or like individually? Well, like well, well, I would say for the most part since COVID, you record in your own studio. So everybody kind of, you, if you wanted to stay working, you had to make sure you had a studio set up. Just, you get, this is your, you're in my studio. Nice. I've moved all my equipment away, but my studio. Sure. But, um, uh, but just as I was saying, you know, funny Dave is because we, he believes he enjoys, you know, which I enjoy too the cast working together. You get better performances, you get the vibe, you get to love each other. And so like he would, you know, he flies down from, you know, awesome. up north. And I, I, I love that. I, I, I just think also, you know, um, he just likes people to 
to connect. You know, he likes the actors to connect. And I think he thinks in a very, even before he was running the show, yay, he's on the show now. Yeah. Before he was doing on camera, you know, when he started off, he really is into the, the visual and the physical and the, you know, he really lives the, the world. So with, him, you know, he likes to do that. And, um, and then other shows of mine, pretty much if, like a lot of the stuff I do for Disney, they've never recorded people together because it's very hard to schedule a lot of people. Um, so I always record that by myself, but they, as soon as they could started asking if we would, you know, go back into the studio just because it makes it easier with the levels and everything and blah, 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 blah. So for a lot of my Disney stuff, I go into the studio, but I record by myself. And then things like Nickelodeon, they, they we still record at home, but I'll record like uh, do the show Loud House and mm -hmm. record the whole cast together, but we do it over Zoom. Cool. Oh. But we nice. all are in our own spaces, spaces and places. So I I will I will say this we'll we'll come back to some massage here in a minute because we've been hitting that pretty hard but we we know you have a very colorful career as well as some other things you do outside of all this so I'm gonna give the group some time to throw some stuff at you and see if any of it sticks I D Doc I'll let you stick with the one I know you're gonna ask here in a minute about our good friend Hey Arnold but I. You know what? I look and I see the Loud House, and I've seen yeah. the ads for it, and I've seen promotions, and occasionally flip by it on the channels. You've done a hundred and thirty plus episodes of the Loud House. Is that crazy to think about that? Yeah, it's so crazy because right now we're recording our eighth season. Dear gosh! And I was like, and 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 um, you know, I everything's always in competition with SpongeBob. You know, it's always been Nickelodeon's number one show. And we finally, I think there was like a moment in which we were number one over, it was the first time anything had like broken that level of like, you know, success. And so now we're, I think we're, we're number two. And so they keep, you know, giving mm -hmm. us seasons and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and that's like a completely, you know, that what's fun about that is like you know I play this teenage chick, um, she's really cool, she's a singer, and you know she gets they write cool songs for her, and she's That's really awesome. nice, and so she's totally different than Massage or other you know, stuff that I play. So I I love her. Mm. Love her. That's that's awesome, Alfie, Brent, or D Doc. Brent, go ahead. Yeah, so a couple things. So um, a friend of mine who's big into anime, yeah. who just popped into the chat, um, the boy oh, yeah. and the heron, oh, um, from from Studio Ghibli. I'm yeah. like, I, I'm probably destroying all of that, but he's a huge friend of mine and was just curious. Um, was that in the studio with other people? Was that kind of just one of those one offs you got reached out to because he said yeah. it's well, well received within the anime world. Which yeah. I'm sure it is. I just that's not part of my world. So, Matt, yeah. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> me to come and they're like, "Hey, we're doing this, you know, film," and you know, they told me whose film it was, and they're like, "This could be his last film." And do you want to be part of history? And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." Um, and they were like, you know, just a small part. And uh, what do you think? I think you you just uh, basically play this you know, funny, there's this group of funny old ladies 
and I played one of them and it was small and I, you know, was just a short, sweet session. And they're like, all right, you're part of this. And then all of a sudden it comes out and people are like, Hey, and I was like, Whoa, people actually sit and look at who's in the movie after. Oh yeah. <laughs> like so many texts going, Oh, you know? And of course it's another thing where I just got invited to be part of like, you know, history and um i just every single part that i go and do it doesn't matter to me what who how i just give it my hundred percent and i'm always in gratitude and thankful for my next gig and that was another one but you know when you find out who you're working for and the beauty of what you know the filmmaker does then i mean i was like oh that's really nice that they asked me (laughs) Yeah, you know. that's awesome. Was that from your Was that from your home studio, or did you go? No, did that you I went. That I went. I, I did in in studio. Yeah. So you went. A lot of most people and... with movies. With movies, they like to do it. Usually, you're on a soundstage. Do you like? Do you prefer solo in your booth, or do you prefer a group in an ensemble? I like a group in an ensemble. I, I really enjoy working with other people. I just think it, you just, it, you know, I think it makes everybody better when you're working off of each other, but right. I'm so used to doing it by myself yeah. that like, it doesn't matter to me. I, I, you know, it's like, I'm, I, I love it no matter what. So, but if, if, if someone, you know, gave me a choice, I'm always the one who's like, yeah, man, I'll go into the studio, especially with it's like with a bunch of people. You know, well, I tell you what, we are we're usually an all guy show, and I had about five really just crude, bad jokes made up from all those wonderful things you just said. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut my time short because I'm an idiot and I always have just stupid things in my head. But we'll we'll go on to D Doc or Alfie, whichever one. Um, who and I grew has up with all dudes, can you tell? So, you grew up with all dudes, yeah, and I'm a twin, I have a twin brother. And- oh my god, oh, cool. So I'm I'm used to you know uh, the cruder the better. And- <laughs> okay. that, that's good. That's good. And I'm an old lady, so I come from the back in the day when you could say whatever you wanted. And no one- <laughs> well, then you fit perfect with our show because we we usually call it after dark because the next thing you know here comes the curse words and everything else. But um- I'm, I'm holding it all back because I'm like Where's my last. Ah, let no it go. Let it D-Doc, go. do you have a do you have let a question on one of your favorite shows growing up? Well, I well <laughs> I do, but I actually am th- I actually thought of another one, and it kind of okay. relates back to it kind of relates back to Star Wars universe, but it just came across. Have Have you seen the hype online about your character returning, and like how does that feel? Because like if you go in the comments on the trailer on Instagram, if you go oh, on Twitter crazy. on anything, it's all about Asajj being back. Like, have you seen the the hype online? <laughs> like, because it's pretty awesome. Since I'm like circa 1974 and hardly ever go online and have no like <clears throat> social media presence or anything, which I keep people keep reminding me, I'm like, you need followers. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I rarely check my stuff, and I offend many people because they're like, I've been trying to reach you, and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> um, the answer w- is a little bit only because I've been getting texts from people like sending me articles. She's back. And I'm like, this is cool. People care. I didn't know they cared that much. 
of what they do. And I love that. I love it. And so, and I'm like, uh, everybody over at Lucas, are you seeing these things? <laughs> we're all waiting. We're all waiting for the Asajj movie, the Asajj TV show, uh, the Asajj more toys. Yeah. Whatever pop, what do they call them? The, oh, the, the Funko Pops. Like, what? Don't they, they have to have a, they have, I have to have a, yeah, I have an Asajj Ventures Funko Pop. Okay. Alfie's what? got it. Yeah. I mean, oh, you I must mean, have had it made. No, no, and I he's think got... there was one for the Clone Wars, if I'm not mistaken. No, it wasn't a Funko Pop then. It was that other thing. It wasn't a Funko Pop. It was a bobblehead or something like that. It's like a bobblehead thing, but it wasn't a Funko Pop. Like the... uh, Alfie's about to go and do his bid. He is. He has done us. I'm looking through my pictures here. He's diving into the archives. Need, but it wasn't a Funko Pop because trust... was it the Mighty Mugs? Yes. Okay. I think I have one. <laughs> Mika, af after this, I think Alfie and then Brent with his oh, no, Legion. Wait. She's, got, she's got it as well. Okay. I was going to say, if they have a Legion figure, if they have an inch and a half size figure, this is cool that she's grabbing her Funko Pop. I think oh, yeah. that's what she's <laughs> grabbing. Sorry. The yeah. Mighty Max. Right? Yeah. That's an awesome one. Get out not a Funko Pop, yo. I thought they were made by Funko, though. So, yeah, you're oh, are right. they? Mighty Mugs? That I was like, yo, where my Funko Pop? You know what you can make on the black market with that, Nika? The people will buy that thing up. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going, I, like I said, I'm, I'm finally coming out from under a rock. And I've, so I've been doing an occasional, um, uh, you know, um, what do they call them? You know, uh, convention. 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 And I'm like, what do you call them? What do you call those things? Uh, <laughs> convention. So I'm going to Kansas City in March. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to go do that. And uh, so, you know, uh, maybe one one of these days, you know, Funko Pop will come out and I'll get to juggle Asajj Funko Pops for people. There is no Funko Pop, which is just ridiculous. But I have a Black Series figure and need it autographed. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get we'll get your home address so we can all send our our things and beg you to sign them for us. How's that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. So, so D Doc, um, are you gonna ask about are you gonna ask about your favorite character from growing up? Because I mean, you watched it. You said after school all the time. Well, no, I said I watched. I when I saw that she was on Hey Arnold, I was just like, I grew up on that, and it's and and that's what's so cool about voice actors. Like Nika was saying earlier, it's like I feel like I didn't <clears throat> start personally looking into voice actors until I started mm -hmm. to watch the Clone Wars and, and then be like, Oh wait, uh, all these people have been in all of these things that have been a part of my life for all these years. And it's, right. it's really cool. That's why like every time I see an animated show or animated movie, which like when I saw you do Cuckoo Loca, like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 my daughters have that on all the time. Like, <laughs> I can, I can tell them I talk to her herself. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you could just bring them in and I could be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> exactly. See, that was a funny, the, the, that's that's always one of my favorite stories about her voice, right? Because she's got this, she's this little, you know, yellow, cute little Disney thing. And I got to create that voice because they originally, when you're talking about creating characters, they wanted the cute Disney sound because they're like, oh, we're going to, you know, introduce this new character into the Mickey Mouse world. And she's this really cute little yellow bird with little Eyelash, big eyelashes and a big pink bow. And I was like, hmm, what happens if I made a sound like Joe Pesci? 
<laughs> I'm, tell- I'm telling you the first time I remember the first time I was sitting with my daughter and it was the, um, I think it was Minnie's uh, bow tunes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I throw that on and I see Cuckoo Loca come out. I'm like, Oh, there's a little bird in this show. And then I heard her talk and I'm just like, Oh, that's awesome. It's great. <laughs> well, I, like and, and I, I will follow up with, because you were Olga Pataki, not Helga Pataki. And Wait, I, I, the annoying were, one. I was the annoying one. Were you Helga or Olga? The older sister oh, or the yeah, younger I sister? sister? I was the sister. Not the yeah. mean chick is Helga, right? And she was yeah, so yeah. So Olga was very put together from what I remember. It was oh, like yeah. she was <laughs> Olga, Olga, Olga had the great crying scenes, though. She had some oh, yeah. great yeah, crying scenes in there. And she talked like this, and she was very annoying. And her sister <laughs> was so annoyed by her. And she would just go, she was like the perfect one, you know. <laughs> That was such a great show. Because talk about working with a cast together, like, um, you know, Helga's family, you know, we were just like, we we, we did the craziest things, you know, like we just pretended like the mom and dad, they were both, you know, like drinkers and, you know, and it was Kat Susie was my, do you guys know, uh, do you know Kat Susie is? Anyway, she's, since you guys are in the Star Wars, she was more in, you know, like the. Okay. But you know who Maurice LaMarche is, do you? <laughs> I don't. So. No. These guys are, are like the big old school boys over people. But anyway, when I started working with them, they were we just used to have so much fun because that was back in the day where you could just like you know push it to the limits. It wasn't there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of animated funny adult stuff, so we just used to you know kind of have fun in the kids world. But you can't really go that edgy, but. We did it behind the scenes. Yeah, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's it, what I, I was. I was telling my kids like about the podcast tonight and some of the voices you do, and they're just like, "What's Hey Arnold?" And I'm just like, oh, "We'll oh, figure uh, that out. Uh, we'll we'll watch." To the core. They're like, "They're the like, core. is that okay for us?" They're like six and five. They're like, "Is that okay for us?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it probably is. It'll be good for you. Let's watch it." You should watch <laughs> Loud House. They should watch Loud House. Yeah, Loud House is such Loud House is like I feel like that I was a part of these two iconic shows on because what was so amazing about Hey Arnold is that it wasn't some like silly kid show where, you know, it was like just dumb stuff. It was like real heartfelt life stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I feel like loud house is that way too. It's, it's, it's real. It's like beautifully done, but the, but the, the stories are not kitty like, you know what I mean? But they're young, like, Loud House is like kids, you know, five to, you know, 12 and, you know, older. But anyway, the, the, the scripts are great. It's old school animation. Awesome. That's awesome. Speaking of all of these characters, because if yeah. you go on IMDb, you're going to have a laundry list. Um, I think any 90s cartoon um, that this generation or like the, uh, I would say the millennial generation grew up with, I feel like your name is attached to. It was crazy. But is there one specific character that you love playing the most? Like you said, Coco Loca, you enjoyed creating that voice because it was so anti what they were looking for. Um, is there anything that like you go back and you hope that you can pull back out again? Or your favorite character that you can Well, I, did, I mean, since you guys are talking, since you don't know a lot of voiceover people, but I do know you know D Baker. Oh, <laughs> D Bradley yeah. Baker. I know you know him. Yes. Yes, we would know that. Most definitely. One of the first shows I ever did was a show called Mike Lenog. It was me and Dee 
and Nancy Cartwright. Okay. And what what is always stayed true close to my heart. Um, it, it Klasky Chupo, who did um, Rugrats, created the show, and it was so mm-hmm. genius. The show it's about this girl. Her name was Mike, and she moved from New York City and got cu- stuck on this deserted island with this other. Her name's Mike, and the, and Lou and Og, and Dee played Og, and Nancy played Lou, and it was just such a delightful old school, smart, awesome story about this kid who's out of her element and it's always stayed like one of the 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 truest things in my heart this 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 little girl from new york city who gets stuck on a deserted island and i i i i I think she is one of the even though like it, it was just fun to be able to like bring my new york into a into a show and i i i, mm-hmm. I but you know like in terms of my People always ask me who my favorite character. I mean, like, how do you, how do you pick your favorite child? How do you pretty pick? Easy. You know what I mean? Did you say pretty easy? I said pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. I, it the is. one that plays with your Star Wars toys, right? Yeah, Alfie? Yeah. The one who's quiet and stays right. in his room all day. That's, that's <laughs> my favorite one. The one just very, very quiet. Yeah, but um. He, like of course, you know, like of course, like when you get to play someone like Asajj, it's like she's iconic and incredible, and people love her. And so, of course, I want to say, you know, of course, she's one of my favorites. And like I said, Loud House, I love this character in Loud House, um, Luna Loud, because what I love about her is she's all love. She's pure love, and she puts out good stuff into the universe, and she gets to sing. So I love her. So those are a few, but I have to say, there's been a rarely some somebody that I played that I left and went, I hate her, right? <laughs> <laughs> or I hate him because I play a lot of boys too. Lots of boys, lots of little boys. Yeah. Okay. All right, Alfie, how about you? Those okay. some more ways. Uh, I've been waiting on this one for a while, so let me see if I can remember not uh, mess it up. <laughs> And looking through your uh, list here, I see a lot of uh, singing credits. Mm. So is there any difference in approaching a role when you know you have to sing rather than just do voice acting? Like, do you have to do it, prepare any differently? Or is it just, you know, like Mr. Rogers putting on another pair of shoes? Well, I would say when I was younger, it was a lot less scary. Now I'm like, I, I don't sing as much and I can't sing as well as I used to. I don't have the stamina or the range that I used to. So I would say I definitely love doing it, but it also scares me more than other things, uh, other roles that I play. But I also really look forward to it. Um, it is, you know, most a lot of the characters I play where I sing now, you know, like when like when Kukuloka sings, right? She can't really sing. <laughs> she has a big voice. But she gets to sing, so it's kind of fun. I don't have to worry. But when I have to sing as like Luna, she's supposed to have this, you know, great voice. Or she's a rocker, but she, you know, I mean, so I, I would say that I, it's more nerve-inducing. But, but you know, when you're a performer, you got to come with it, baby. You got to, like, you know. So it takes more, um, it takes more pre-work. Like, 
But the, this is the crazy thing. When they give you a song or whatever, it's not like they give you a long time or back in the day, you go work in the hmm. studio with a creator and you get it to sound really good. They'll just throw you a song now and tell you to learn it in two days. And then you have to sing it in your own studio against a track. And you're like, you know, it's like, you're like, oh, last time I had a, I had a session and it was people I'd never worked with before. And they wrote this song and it was completely out of my, my vocal range. I was, I needless to say, I was mortified. I was like, <laughs> oh man, did I screw that up? So it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. You can still totally screw things up and totally be embarrassed for all of you youngsters out there who think like, <laughs> there's yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody has those moments. doesn't matter how long you've been doing whatever you do. Agreed, Brent. Yeah. I think I think you had you had one lined up for us I, about uh, yeah. some outside outside things. I mean, outside of Star so Wars. I've been waiting because I wanted to talk voice acting, but there is one little thing that shows up on your website. Um, I watched a video, and they like, I would be remiss to bring it up as well. Um, <laughs> poker? Like, what is the question? Oh, poker. Yeah, um, I would say, I would say it's a, my dirty little secret, but it's not a secret at all. <laughs> so this is like your guilty pleasure. That is like the better. This like is my, this is my, I would say. Um, so I basically started playing poker about twenty years ago, um, and uh, it happened. It was another one of those things I sort of fell into, and I was like, "Oh my god, I've fallen in love." <laughs> <sighs> And uh, this was like pre-family, pre-everything. And I was, you know, my career was going strong. And I, a friend of mine said to me, hey, you want to go to Hustler Casino and put your stuff to the test? And I was like, hell yeah. And that was the beginning of it. I fell in love with poker. And uh, then when I had my midlife crisis, I was thinking, gosh, what else do I want to do with my life where I can use my brain more? And da, da, da. And I was like, all I could think of is I want to be a professional poker player. So I've been playing a lot. I mean, so like it, I was already putting in the hours, but then I all of a sudden got into my head. I want to be a professional poker player. So I started really putting in the hours and Oh, now it's been a long time, and I spend, I would say, more hours playing poker than I do. Oh, def I wouldn't say I would say. I would say I would definitely say that <laughs> I spend more hours at the poker table than I do doing voiceover, because voiceover can be a quick endeavor, you know, no more than four hours in a session. But oh, we got a question poker. there on the poker side of things. You ever play poker with Michael Cera or Toby Maguire? No. They mostly <laughs> play home games. Um, and with the big baller, uh, you know, very wealthy actor types who like to hand each other hundreds of thousands of dollars. I play, weirdly, well, I mean, I, I have a place in Vegas now because cha poker changed the trajectory of my life. So I, I have a, a place, a uh, house in Vegas now. So I play in Vegas and I play in L.A., but I always play in casinos. In LA, casinos are not casinos like, you know, they don't have slots and all that kind of stuff. They're just card rooms. So hmm. I mostly play at this place called Commerce Casino. I was actually there today. 
Um, I, 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 my, now my life is kind of busy, so I can't play my true passion, which are poker tournaments. Um, and that's what I really love doing. So I, I go in the summer for like, a month. uh, I'm in Vegas for the world series of poker, which is like okay. months and a half. Yeah. And I stay there and I play lots of events. And then I, throughout the whole year, I go back and forth between LA and, Vegas and play poker tournaments, but now I've just sort of been busy with my life. And I also am a mother. I can't be, I mean, I'm, a, you know, obviously mm -hmm. I'm a degenerate type of mother. So, uh, but now my kid is, he really needs me. <laughs> so I can't, so, kids get in the way, right? Are you, are you, uh, see, because I play when I play, and if I ever get a chip lead, I became a chip bully. Are like what is like your play style? Like I try to bully people out of pots and try to overbet. Like, do you have a play style or do you change it up? Like, what is like? I, you know, it's funny that you should say that because I was thinking about this the other day. You know, so much of poker is about like how people perceive you, right? And I've come to find out after all these many years because I know lots of people in the poker world because we've all been being, you know, have the degeneratitis uh, <laughs> thing. Um, and so I've been playing with a lot of the same people for 20 years. It's insane. And the youngsters. Oh, my doggies. I've got four dogs. <laughs> um, uh, I thought I was sort of more like a kind of a tight player. Um, mm. But uh, I've been told many, many times that I am absolutely not that and that I'm very aggressive and um, people tell me that I'm scary, and I love it. <laughs> love it. So, I've got I've got two questions based off the poker question there, Brent. One is, do you ever just get to f around with people at the table and start throwing out different voices to throw them off their game? Like you know, when you're throwing in your cards, your chips, all that kind of stuff, because that would probably freak somebody out to get a odd voice coming from you. And then two. With all this size of interest stuff going on and with Sabak being such a big part of Star Wars, have you ever said, hey, Dave, maybe we throw me into playing a hand of cards in some future Asajj treat that we might have? You know, I never actually thought about that. Isn't that weird? And I'm, I don't know if Dave, I mean, they must know that I play. I know most people that I work with know that I Play, but I don't know if I ever talked to Dave about poker. That's a really good. Cool, I'm gonna have to bring that up with him. Thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. What was the other question? Oh, the, it, it, do you oh, ever use I, some of your voices? Yeah, when you yeah, play. I think again, people tell me this, then I have no idea that I do it. That I'm constantly doing voices, and I don't actually realize that I'm doing it. Now, this is the thing at, at the poker table. What I love about my life is that there are many people who know me but they have no idea who I am or what I do. Mm. And I don't know people. It's like, do you guys know Bill Faberbaki, who plays Patrick in SpongeBob? Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. From Bill's Coach. Yeah. I was, Bill's also a poker player. And he also keeps under wraps. Well, I happen to have been playing with Bill two days ago. And we're <laughs> and it's like, great, because we, you know, we're like, nobody knows. Like, some people recognize him because he was a coach. Right, Dauber. Besides that, they have no idea he's Patrick. If they did, mm -hmm. you know. And so, like, most people don't know. But, you know, over the years, sometimes people say to me, they're like, um, I heard you were a voiceover. 
person. And I was like, oh, yeah. Sometimes I'd say, oh, I think they're confusing me with somebody else. <laughs> I say, yeah, you know. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. One more poker question. Is there a lucky hand? Is uh, Well, actually, two. One, is it just no limit hold'em? Or are you do you play all of the tournaments? Are you like an Omaha? Are you a seven? I'm not a mixed game player. I'm a purist. No, I'm, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm just a dummy. And if to be a mixed game player, you have to be like I don't know. My brain doesn't, you know, uh, I, I would say I'm at max capacity with with just trying to become a great, you know, no limit player. Um gotcha. But I know my friends who play who are mixed games, they're like, it makes you a better player if you're mm -hmm. if you play other games and like Omaha and stuff. And I love Omaha, but I'm not good at it. Um, and I feel like just like voiceover, because I feel this way about voiceover, doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, you can always get better. And I feel that way about poker. And that's what I love about it. And that's why it fills my soul is that it <laughs> never gets old and I never am good enough. And that's the way I feel about voiceover. Do you, you have a it. favorite starting hand? Are you like a pocket rockets? Are you like a seven deuce offsuit? Like what? Like... Who doesn't love aces? Come on! <laughs> I'll, I'll big like... slick or what is it? Is it big slick? What a big slick, big slick. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a creative person, so <laughs> I will get creative. But I'm also a. I've spent, you know the last 20 years studying poker so you know if you get deep into poker it's just like you get deep into all of this stuff you mm -hmm. know um it, it changes up how you play so of mm -hmm. course to win poker you can't just play good hands you have to you have to be creative but you have to be smart about it so you have to learn about position and you have to learn about mm -hmm. all those things so i'll play any hand if i'm in the right position or it's the right situation or i've got someone at the table that really I try not to get up. But, you know, I am playing with mostly dudes. There are more and more women playing. There's about three percent women playing. Um, but you know, like there's plenty of guys that like don't want to get beat by a chick. Mostly old guys. The new guys. Yeah. Are, the new. The new. The younger guys are. You know. But a lot of they're old guys. They're with it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like they know like chicks, but still, it's still like um, 90 percent of the time when I'm playing poker, there are no other chicks playing. Okay. There was no way today, no other woman in Commerce Casino today when I was there. At least Alfie, Alfie guy. or D Doc, you guys got next anything you want to hit? I got nothing on poker. Everything I know about poker, I learned from Kenny Rogers. So <laughs> I'm out of this conversation. Got no so one. Oh, we can go back to Asaj. We can go to other characters. Come on. Yeah. Are you allowed to like whip out an evil laugh like while you're playing poker? Like if someone does something, you're allowed to be like. You can do anything you want. I don't think I could play naked, but and that would a lot of people. But it, 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 you, you, I mean, there are no, there's no rules in terms of how you can be or act. They just want you to be simple. Yeah. Um, some places are strict about f bombs and such. Did you but, ever get on like the World Poker Tour or any of the televised stuff? Yeah, I mean anybody can be on World Poker Tour or World Series of Poker or any of the events. You just have to pay your money. Well, yeah, but so have have you ever have you ever made like a table like a TV table for any of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I have. 
I'll be and, tuning in. Uh, I, I keep, um, you know, I, I, what I love about it is that I still have this desire to, to keep getting better and to study and to, and so I feel like poker is just <laughs> like voiceover is, is, is evolving. And now, you know, there's so many, the, the, see, the youngsters coming up now are all into like things like solvers and stuff. So it's like, and math brains and, and mm. all that stuff. That's like way over my, mm. my head. Like my brain doesn't function at that. So, high you're, level. I'm so like, you're not calculating the number of outs and the number of the, the chances and what's I'm, on the table and the potentials. I'm, I'm, of I'm, I'm, I'm doing that to a certain level, but I would say on a kindergarten level. <laughs> I understand. That's why that's why I was not very good. And that's why I became the chip bully because and I would easily lose out. Right. Because like if I think I got a good hand, I'm going to try to bully you out of the hand. Right. Um, so, because you know, this is the thing. It's like with people who play who are like way, way deep into it, they can tell when people know how to play and when they don't. They can tell someone just bullying, but who doesn't know. So they know how to bully back. And so that's the mm -hmm. thing about learning about this stuff is like yeah. I can tell when a guy's just I wanted to say effing with me, but um Man. I you know, I I you know I can I can tell all these things now. I'm an old lady. <laughs> well <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna throw back to Asaz real quick because yeah. the more we're talking about this, and I know I threw that idea out there, but about the cards, but man, now my head's kind of spinning and thinking timeline wise, could we get a Lando and a Han solo? somewhere pre new hope playing cards against a size of interest in a seedy bar cantina somewhere that you talk about who wouldn't watch that scene right that there. That would be. So what you need to do is you need them. Hold on. You're the one with the contact with Filoni. We're like, we're just a couple of dudes sitting in our houses in Indiana. You're the one that's actually had, a, had meetings with them and, and listened to him pontificate about Godzilla and Star Wars. He's the one who's actually, he's actually like, he listens to what fans say, what fans yeah. like, what fans care. Mm -hmm. He's one of it, you know, so he's yeah. like, I, he loves like, the stuff he'll tell me things he's like i was reading a fan was just talking about blah 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 and i'm like wow man because you know fans tend to know way more than the people that create <laughs> what's going they, on it's pretty they crazy. do cra they do crazy podcasts and things like that so yeah well i they may I, be listening to us because i've been begging for a, a finale of a show to become a movie and that's what's happening with mando now so yeah who knows maybe yeah. maybe yeah. they're listening now who knows but i doubt yeah. <laughs> I think alfie yeah. i think okay. time wise timeline wise that really wouldn't be too far off because isn't solo only a few years after revenge of the sith Something yeah, like I that. Think so. See? Oh, so, I mean, that would I... make... mm. Yeah. We'll do some digging on that, and we'll do some digging on that. Uh, Alfie, you're like, like I like what you're writing. I really <laughs> Thank you. Hello, Mr. Thank Filoni. You. This is Joe. Um, we had we, we were friends with Nika. Um, 
always want to have an idea. Marshall, hear me out. I have an idea. Hear me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will be CCing the rest of the guys from Rule the Galaxy on this, so we all know uh, what's going on. You know, please get back in touch with us as soon as possible. Maybe we'll be with you. Perfect. It's gotta work. <laughs> it's gotta there you work. go. Yay! Oh, I love so, this. So I can go back and talk to my since I'm the educator and I do the speech and they yeah. pop into voices and if they want to go into voice acting. So I'm gonna kind mm -hmm. of yeah. not wrap it up, but like this kind of a like what would you tell some of these newbies? that are trying to jump into this? Like what, what advice would you give to somebody trying to become a voice actor nowadays? Well, you know, there's both great things nowadays and things that make it more difficult. The great things are that now everything is online. So there, are, there's much more access to mm -hmm. wherever you are being able to be a part of something. And also just because there's, People are creating their own content and putting it online and you can get people to see what you do. Um, but this is the first thing I would say. This is what I would, what I always say to the youngsters. You want to get comfortable in front of a microphone because part of what will make you a successful voiceover person is that you're comfy doing, like, you, you know, even if you're just an actor, it's still hard to be a voiceover actor because you have to use your imagination and you have to be able to, um, well, you want to work on your range. That's that's mm -hmm. the first thing. You don't, if you're someone who is just a one trick pony, mm -hmm. then your you're, you're career isn't going to last that long. So you want to try to find as many voices inside of you as you possibly can. Then you want to get comfortable on a mic. So that means that either like take a class, um, even like do stuff on your own and the things that they have now that they didn't have back when we were younger is that like you can create your own content and you want to mm -hmm. get that content um because it used to be where you, you you would have you know reels you make a reel and then you you, mm -hmm. you need an agent and then your agent would get but now people are jumping over all of that stuff yep. if you create something to show how talented you are that's what you want to get to an agent because an agent is the person who's going to get you the auditions and they want to see what kind of range you have. And you're more likely as a, there are different kinds of voiceover, but obviously in the animation world, you're going to be much more, someone's going to sign you more likely if you, you can show that you can do many different characters. So practice doing as many different characters as you can, and then create a reel of some sort. And then you want to get that reel to, there aren't that many agents. And most of them, most of animation is cast out of uh, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So you want to try to get one of the agents that's in Los Angeles. All this stuff that like you'll see online where people are trying to take your money to help you. Most of that stuff is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So don't, uh, there's real agents who are going to be able to get you the auditions. The other way, I mean, obviously whole world that I was never a part of is, you know, like there are people from all the studios who are grabbing people who are online, who are influencers or whatever, and hiring them for parts. So you, you don't have to jump through all the hoops that we used to do, mm -hmm. but the way those people are going to see you is when you create something that you put up and you get lots of people to see it and they're going to see how talented you are. Cause I think, I mean, I'm one of the old school people now, which is so crazy, but like a lot of the new 
youngsters I see coming in or they were like found online. They weren't found the old school way. They were found because like maybe they made some kind of cool, funky animation thing and it got lots of hits. And, you know, so, but just in terms of, you know, the likely, just in terms of what you need to do is you need to practice your range of characters. And I would say that's the biggest thing. Because that's, awesome. that's the other thing is that because we're in this massive universe now that everything is online, there are so many more people who are going up for a part mm. than there used to be. Back when I started, it was like you'd go in and you'd audition and, you know, maybe there would be, you know, you were up against, depending on the part, you know, 10 to 100 people. Now you're up against 10 to thousands of people. You know what I mean? It's a very different yeah. thing. So I feel really lucky because, you know, I still have the relationships that I've had for a long time, or I'm still on shows that I've been doing for a long time. If I wasn't, I don't know. I would, I would just be like, whoa, it's so overwhelming. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It, does anybody have any more questions? I Again, I could keep going asking 100 questions, but I don't want to monopolize, especially since we're going for an hour and 15. I don't want to keep Nika much longer. I want to respect her time here. Alfie, go ahead. Please, I have one more Alfie. question. Talks so much, Alfie. It talks so <laughs> I know. That's that's my biggest problem as I overtalk. <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, again, sorry to go back to the Clone Wars <clears throat> in Asajj, oh, but sorry. in this discussion we're having about you know making uh, films, TV shows, yeah. was there a difference in? the Clone Wars movie versus the Clone Wars TV show? Or was it more like you produced three episodes and somebody decided we should just make this into a movie and put it out there? No, I think they planned on that from the beginning. They planned on making those three episodes, making it a movie and then making it a show. So I, I think um, that was always in the, in the, that was always in the cards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I and like I, 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 I felt like there was like a whole other Clone Wars movie that could be made that never happened. But was it as much as you know, as it seems like, more, as it seems like more, all of the movie adventure scenes are top notch? Yes. <laughs> James. <laughs> well, you know, James is incredible. He James, is. Um, like, you know, I mean, Boy, what a joy. Like everyone I got to work with in Clone Wars is like so incredibly talented and so nice and so giving. And so, you know, that's the thing about voiceover people is that there isn't, it's not the same kind of ego stuff. You know what I mean? And everybody just kind of like loves to, you know, <laughs> each other love. And, you know, James is a very, um, you know, what I what I remember first most thinking about James when I first started working with him was that he took his craft so seriously, you know, and he was just so he was just so about his craft. And that was like a beautiful thing. It was like working with it, like, you know, a Shakespearean actor, you know, mm -hmm. and um, he, he but but he but he's so much fun and he's so but he's just so easy to work with. I mean, I, I didn't have any bad experience in the whole you know, like everybody's like a, a family and everybody was so l loving and lovely and open. 
even like, you know, with Ashley, you know, it was like, that was her first thing that she did. She was the little youngster, you know, and she was just so lovely and wonderful. And she took that situation and really, you know, turned it into her life. You know, I, I, I was so blown away by that. Well, we, we have been, our little group here was, was just so honored and, and really appreciative. We, you were mentioning conventions. There's one called the ICCC. It's ICCC. It's in Nashville. You should look it up. We know the guy who runs it. I'm sure he would love to have you there because um, in 2022, we got to meet a ton of the Clone Wars cast, Matt Lanner, James Arnold Taylor, Ashley Eckstein, and Anna Graves, who played Duchess Satine. Um and then in 2023, they had the Rebels cast with Vanessa Marshall, Tia Sakar, um, Steve Bloom, um, Steve Bloom, Steve Taylor Gray, and his wife, and, Steve Bloom's yeah. wife, who played the yeah, yeah Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah, so just Michael Havens runs that, and he's a great guy. If you'd ever want us to connect you with him, he he would love to have you out there. And I'm sure there's plenty of casinos in Nashville because. Um, just makes that's sense that because he knows. Yeah, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, um, I, yeah, no, yeah. I, I love it, and I, 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 I've been wanting to go to. I've never been in Nashville. Oh, cool. it's a great city. Well, I, would, I would actually love that. I would love that. <laughs> okay. I, this is the year of saying yes to things, and if it comes my way, and if I'm invited. I'm saying D Doc, do you remember Nashville? I was in bed <laughs> till four o'clock, I think, the day <laughs> after our last day at the convention. So I had a good time. It was a it was a very fun experience. Well, and and Mika, I'm not gonna get into D Doc's late night drinking here. So um you That's mentioned it was a, it was a very good time. We'll, Bands on we'll every floor of every building. It's crazy. <laughs> um but you were talking about James Arnold Taylor. And I think one of the things that's so cool about Star Wars is to some people, um, Alec Guinness is Obi-Wan Kenobi. To some people, Ewan McGregor is. To some, James Arnold Taylor. I mean, he's, if you think about it, screen time, he's probably got more screen time across all he's done than maybe okay. any of the other ones. Yeah. But looking at that, think about this. You, um, you are assage ventress like yeah. there's not there's yeah. not three or four people as of yet there's not three or four people playing one role they that voice that character is you they've just yeah. animated what you've created as yeah. a character yeah that's that's got to be pretty cool to think you're you're that's your creation mixed along with that artist there yeah i i i i, I that's why i i feel so um you know in gratitude that uh, sorry, I want to. Yeah, baby, head nerd stock. Um, I, 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 I mean, yeah. I, I'm, 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 and it's funny because you know people are like, hmm, I wonder when they're gonna do the live action massage and who would it be, you know? And I think mm -hmm. about that too because I was like, who could be me? <laughs> You're sitting there with two lightsabers, like, what do you mean? Who is it gonna be? Come on. <laughs> no, but no, you know, it's like usually there's the 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 mm -hmm. on camera, and so when you go do the anim animate the animated, uh, you know, like James did, you know, he's getting influences from that, you, you know, and and and, but you know, that hasn't happened yet with the sash. So I'm like, who would it be, Angelina? Yeah. It's going to be a hard one to yeah, do because who did you the tell, who character did you is the voice. It's the voice, but like, you know, there's not like Angela, you know, I saw someone said 
like Scarlett Johansson, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, like, but I'm like someone who is, it's like, it's like a very, so who is it going to be? Gonna be someone that doesn't, that we don't know yet? Or is it, you know, because of course they're going to do a, a live action. They have, I mean, they're like so cool. who would it be? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think I maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Angelina could pull it off. She's got that face. She'll shave her head. Uma Thurman, Angelina Jolie. Um... Yeah. But she's, because the thing with Asaja, she's not young and she's not old. Mm -hmm. she's, she's right there in the middle. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, she could be any age, really. Um, I would just be bummed if they made her really young because they, 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 they shouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because she's not. She's like, she's got some life. Yeah. And so She's been through the wars, for sure. Yeah. Since I'm going to throw this out there to everybody. Since we're talking about this, yeah. hair on Ventress? Yeah. Question mark. I mean, do, like, I mean, I probably. Should, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I'm just saying, like, because that's a change. I mean, that's a that's a huge change to everybody that's that. A big saw deal. That. That's a big deal. I'm. I'm. Oh gosh, should I say this out loud? Mm, if it's yeah, gonna get you in get trouble, trouble. Don't you do can it. say what you want, but I, I don't want to get you in trouble. Well, let's just say I'll, I'll put it this way. Okay, we're all going to get used to her in a certain in a certain way, but and I think part of it is because she is she has sort of like grown into this different person, and so I think they're taking they're they're softening her up a bit, you know, in many in all in many ways, um, internally and externally, and so I think that was part of it. Um, but damn, I love her bald head. I love her. I love. I mean, talk about a hot, bald chick. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, I agree. That's oh where I was going from. Man. She's right. so hot, bald. And not every woman can pull that off. No. 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 I agree. 100%. <laughs> and that's why no, uh, I have a friend I have a friend that plays the game, and he's, yeah. he's still kind of taken aback. But he's like, it's just, I just, I, I, I think I, enough I, people, people maybe, if enough people have a problem with it, maybe they'll do an episode and she shaves her head or something. <laughs> you know, she's like in the bathroom of like a, like, like a mobile station. Yes. On, you know, or whatever. I'll, uh, I'm just thinking of Shooter and, uh, yeah, what's his name? You know, uh, <laughs> Well, she we just had we, we yeah. just had Sabine cut her hair in. I mean, she didn't shave it, but she cut her hair in a scene, right? Oh, down, and then she comes up, and she's like, "Yeah." My thoughts go to the scene in the Royal Tannenbaums, but that's actually a terrible scene when when yeah. uh, when uh, Luke. Uh, oh my God, Luke Wilson is shaving his head. Royal Tannenbaums. I don't know if you ever seen that one. I love that movie. Wes Anderson. Gosh, I love that movie. You, you know, it would be really, really badass is if you just took the freaking yellow lightsaber and just turned and went and just slid it right off, right like that. That would be amazing. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I was just like, you know, whatever younger in really good shape or they gave me a trainer and they just shaved my head and said, come on, just go for it. Just be a Saj. And I'd be like, yeah. Who says like, that can't happen? Who says I, that can't happen? Yeah, there you I go. Agree. Yeah, maybe she'll have her, you know, return to Asajj true form moment in the series. I mean, they go. just young me up, right, with with special effects and stuff, right? right. They got de aging. There's de aging. Yeah, de age me, and they could like get rid of some of my fat. All it would be is like trainer, just you know, hire trainer, <clears throat> get these guns. Wow, that's what I, I I watch like the behind the scenes stuff with uh, Rosario Dawson 
um, using two lightsabers as Ahsoka, like for the Ahsoka show. And I'm just like, that is so difficult. Like I, I, I try to imagine being able to use two of those. Cause th there's definitely gotta be some weight to it. So oh, it, it's yeah. hard. I mean, she probably, they probably gave her a trainer for like a year mm. before she did it. I mean, yeah. you know, down, and I'm like, do that for him. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Put on the Rocky Four training music and let's there we go. go. There you go. Mm. Well, they, let's get a they, montage. They, training oh, montage. Yeah. Um, if they do like an Asajj, you know, on camera situation, maybe like, you know, she's got her show or whatever. And maybe they'll just like throw me a bone and like put me in a bar scene and I'm the bar. <laughs> or I'm the drunk chick at the bar or whatever. You know, one of those like, little homage. homage. That's right. You be at the the sabak table. Um, what well, I I I again I appreciate all the time you've given us, Nika. This has been great, and and the comments I've been loving reading all the comments coming across here. This has been fantastic. Uh, does anybody have any closing questions before we before we let Nika go and and you know uh, get back to her either poker playing or taking care of her child or the four dogs or whatever. <laughs> All right, so so bear with me. This is the one question that, like, it's a running gag. It's our gig. Um, yeah. I have to ask it for anybody who comes on the first time. So some context to start off with. So, and this may come in, come in handy. So mm -hmm. we were talking one time about um, lightsaber blades at uh, the Galaxy Edge. So that not just the blades, but, like, the hilt, the handles. Yeah. Um, and one of our former co-hosts started to hate on Count Dooku and Count Dooku's curved lightsaber. And he said he was there and no one wants to go get Count Dooku's lightsaber. And I wasn't on that week, but I had to come and I had to like the next week stand up for my guy, Count Dooku. It makes and him unhappy. In their conversation, they're like, Dooku, no one wants to have it. What did he just became stumpy, right? Because he lost his arms and he lost his head and, in um what is it the return of the which one was it the third revenge one? of the sith revenge of the sith <laughs> yeah so this has been a running gag because i wanted to stand up for count dooku and i don't know how many lightsaber hilts you know of in the star wars world but it's one of those like personality tests yeah. that we ask all of the our, our our guests which lightsaber hilt that you know of from the star wars world is your favorite oh gosh this is kind of a weighted question. This is a weighted question. Can I just say my own? I mean, yes. I, like, I, like, that's fine. I, like, I, mean, I like that, right? Like, I mean, like... I, I mean, mean, she's got... Aren't they curved as well? Yeah, they are. Curved. Two of them and they connect. Just like Duco's? Yeah, they're like... Duco, yeah, Duco. I, mean, I mean, like, I'm just going to take the... the easy... Take the easy way out? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm also, like, not uh, versed in, you know... Yeah. Language. <laughs> no worries. It's just it's kind of my shtick. I like asking it. It's kind of like a personality type question that I like. I know. To ask. And I, I'll say like the most badass one, which is mine. Um, so I'll just say that just because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um go, you know, at some point I just need to go and do some studying some studying of this world so that I can answer questions and act like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so well, if, if Mr. Filoni's listening tonight, which he might be because you, one of his stars is on the show. If he's listening, just tell him, give me some study sessions. Let me get dig deeper into our lightsaber blades 
and let's practice the sabacan. And I mean, we're we're moving forward. So and let's go to live action, baby. We're ready. That's, that's right. I would love to think that he was watching this, but he's either playing hockey <laughs> or or see- watching the pens, right? Watching the pens. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the pens. That guy is so busy. So yeah, or he's watching Godzilla. D Dr. Alfie, what what do you want to close shop with? Oh, I just I just want to say thanks for uh, joining us on here. It's it's so funny because as we're talking about like you going into live action, I'm just like we had Vanessa Marshall on, and we're talking to her too about her character going into live action. Have you on, or you're gonna have one? We did. No, we, we had, had Vanessa on. Yeah. yeah, we had her on right before uh, right before the Ahsoka show came out. So it was yeah. funny to talk to her about her character going into live action and how she felt about it. A lot more than I could. She's good like that. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, it's just, it's just really cool to have you guys on here and and talk and, you know, it's, it's just, we're, we appreciate it. I'll say thank you for coming on and I'll definitely be replaying your cuckoo loca voice for my kids uh, tomorrow. Oh, yay. (laughs) Thank you guys for like, you know, thanks for noticing me. (laughs) No, I, I mean that, that the character you play, is a very meaningful character to a lot of us. It, it's it's one of the favorites of a lot of ours. And again, we said at the beginning, your voice, while, while the character is drawn perfectly, the, the character is put together in the scenes perfectly, the voice is what makes it have the depth that it does. And mm-hmm. and that's that's you. That's a that's a you know hats off to you for doing that because if that character would have come out with a different voice, would it have had the same kind of effect? Right, right. Especially in that banter with like Obi Wan and and Anakin and 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 Ahsoka. I mean, I let's let's face it. I I for, completely forgot that some of my favorite scenes were when Asaz Ventress and Ahsoka were teaming up at the end of that season five. Yeah. That was some incredible Star Wars right there. Two characters yeah. that two female characters that basically grabbed the hold of Clone Wars and said that we're we're running with this. So. Right. It was it was really great. But Alfie, any closing thoughts from you? Yeah. It's been great talking to you. Uh, I can honestly say Asajj is one of my favorite voices on the Clone Wars. Um, sorry mm-hmm. that we have spent so much time on going back to that. Um, oh, no. I, I, if... I wish I could. Anyway, I, you know. <laughs> no worries. No worries. <laughs> At some point, you know, down the road, we'll just, we'll talk more. So no. in a couple more months, or in a couple more months, or a couple more years, the no, don't, don't answer that. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get you we'll get you and Vanessa on here and let you guys both yeah. go to town with just like some voice battles and stuff, because uh, she she's she's a rock star as well. So totally, um, love that woman. Well, one I can't thank you enough. I'm goofy enough to get this group of guys here together every week and we we just this is our you know instead of us going and playing poker or us going to the golf course we sit here for an hour or two and sit and just talk like this and it's it's our little release from the real world and we can't thank you enough for responding to us taking the time to do this and you know just just know that it's not just our little group who's like fandom for you you see it and and when you get out from under that rock on social media, like you mentioned, um, you'll see the banter that's out there just praising the return of that character. And it, it's just awesome to see uh, what you've done to make the fandom really fall in love with that character in, in Star Wars. So thank you for, thank for being a part of what we're doing. Thank you, guys. I No worries. 
Thanks for ruling the galaxy. Oh, God. Oh <laughs> that was awesome. Um, to, our to, to, <laughs> to all of our fans, to all of our listeners, thank you guys so much. And, and for all the comments tonight, it's been Come great. Come on, man. I've been holding it in for two hours. <laughs> I know, but that was the perfect time. <laughs> um, until next week, hey, may the force be with you. You're listening to Rule the Galaxy.